this morning and we grab some lunch, we're going to break into ministry teams. And I want to suggest to you that even if you're not currently serving on a worship team or a children's ministry team or an outreach team or a life groups team, if you're not currently serving, go to one of those groups anyway and just find out what happens and see if you can volunteer and serve in that place. I met with Pastor Tuck a couple of months ago and what he said to the campus pastors was this. He said, traditionally, lots of the decisions for what takes place in a church is made by one or two people. He said, I want that to change. He wants it to change so that the decisions are made more and more by the teams within the church. So this is a big deal for our movement. Church Unlimited has eight cultures that we fully support and influence everything that we do. The sixth culture says this, serving is our privilege We all have a place and a purpose in this family. And I want to add, we all believe that we all have a ministry and a place and a team to serve in. That might be on Sundays. And even if your gifting is to do community outreach, it's still good to do something for the family responsibility-wise on Sunday. It might be on Sundays and it might be in the community. Romans 12 verses 4 to 6 says, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, So it is with the body of Christ. We are many parts of one body. We all belong to each other. His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. I enjoy teams, friends. I really find it invigorating. I enjoy meeting with Murray and Katie, your elected leaders in this church, as we look at vision and direction. I enjoy bringing the full leadership team together with Isaac and with Bonnie and with Matt and looking at the bigger decisions the church have to make, teams are invigorating. Interesting, as Murray and Katie and I were praying about where's God taking this church, where's God taking this campus as part of the whole movement, uh, Katie came across Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 40. And this is what she sensed as she read the scripture, something with the full leadership team strongly affirmed. As she read Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 40, these words stood out. The entire house of Israel will serve me. And the impression she got from the Lord was this, that everybody in the church has got a gift. And if we all use our gifts and we use our abilities to extend God's kingdom, we're going to make a huge impact. It's not about specialists. It's not about the professionals. It's not about the 20% in the church that tend to volunteer for most things. God is calling us as a church to all be involved and all ministering in some way. The entire house of Church on the Middle of Whangarei, will serve me. There's a story I read on the network course many years ago, and I want to read it to you. It illustrates spiritual gifts so well. Once upon a time, right after creation, all the animals formed a school. They established well-rounded curriculum for swimming, for running, for climbing and flying. All the animals were required to take all the courses. The duck excelled at swimming. In fact, he was better than the instructor. But he only made passing grades in climbing and was a very was very poor at running. This caused his webbed feet to become so badly worn. He became only average in swimming, but average was quite acceptable, and so nobody worried about it except for the duck. The rabbit was top of her class in running, but after a while she developed a twitch in her leg from all the time spent in the water trying to improve her swimming. The squirrel was a peak performer at climbing, but was constantly frustrated in flying class. 
His body became so worn from all the hard landings that he didn't do so well in climbing and ended up being pretty poor at running. The eagle was a continual problem student. She was severely disciplined for being a nonconformist. In climbing class, she would always beat everybody else to the top of the tree, but insisted on her own way to get there. Each animal had a particular design. When they did what they were designed to do, they excelled. When they tried to operate outside their area of expertise, they were not nearly as effective. Can ducks run? Sure they can. Is it what they do best? Absolutely not. Given the limited time each of us has to live on this earth, doesn't it make sense that we choose to serve where we're best equipped and called to serve? Ducks can run and they can try really hard to run, but they're slow runners and they get tired quickly. When people are in the wrong ministry, when they're serving in the wrong place, life can be just like that, like a duck out of water. We can serve outside our area of giftedness. We can do it, but is it what we do best? I've found that when you're serving your area of passion and you're serving using your giftings, that won't be a chore, that won't be tiring, that won't be a drain, that will be invigorating. And just as Pastor Tuck said, when everybody serves, when you're participating, that's when your spiritual growth takes on the greatest leaps forward. Now on the information desk in the foyer, there's a questionnaire called a shape questionnaire. And if you want a more elaborate breakdown of discerning what your gifts are, what your passions are, what it is God's preparing you for, grab one after the service. But I'm going to just take a few minutes to look at spiritual gifts and leadership gifts and give you an indication of maybe where you might serve, or which team you might join after the service this morning. Your passion tells you where you're to serve. I want you to ask these, yourself these questions. I'm just going to pause after each one. Your passion tells you where to serve God. What issues or causes do you feel most strongly about? What people do you like to help most? What have you done for God previously that felt totally right? And when you look at the church, this church or any church, what changes are you just itching to bring about? You see, your answer to those questions will give an indication of what your passion is. And your passion indicates where you're best to serve, both in the church and in the community. Your gifting will inform how you are to serve. And I'll give you a two-minute introduction to spiritual gifts. All Christians, I believe, who receive the Holy Spirit can function in all these nine spiritual gifts I'm about to read out. Now, you'll be better at some. Now, my wife is way better at interpreting tongues than I am. But I think that if you're needed to function in a, one of these gifts, you can. And if you practice functioning those gifts, that, that strength will increase. So the gifting in that area will increase. There are nine gifts, I think, that everybody in the church can function in when needed. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11, the gift of tongues, the interpretation of tongues, prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gift of faith, discerning of spirits, gifts of healing, and working of miracles. Now you'll look at that list and go, oh, look, those two or those three, that's what I'm really good at doing, and you probably are. But let me just say, according to Scripture, I think all of those things, God can use you in those areas as he directs, as he needs you to. 
There are five offices in the church that mature Christians get, proven Christians get appointed to, anointed for. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until you all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. People often say to me, Russell, we meet with 10 people over here or I meet with my golf buddies and we talk about Jesus. Christ is in the midst of us. That's our church. And I say, I'm sorry, Scripture says that for your church to be healthy, for you to be a real church, it needs to be the influence of these fivefold ministries upon, upon that group. And so a church isn't dictated by the number of people or how flash the building is. It's God's people functioning in their gifts. And a church is healthiest and growing when these five ministries have oversight over it. Passion answers the question where. Gifts answer the question how. And the motivational gifts are a real key to deciding which team to join, which team to belong to, which team to speak into. Again, Romans chapter 12, verse 4. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with the body of Christ. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, he has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God's given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Seven motivational gifts. And I'm going to get you to look at the seven and in just a moment turn to the person beside you and tell you which is your primary motivational gift. Definition of prophecy. Persuasive and powerful speech which brings to light things previously concealed. Definition of serving. Demonstrating love by meeting practical needs. Teaching. Ability to study the Bible and to clarify truth accurately. Encouragement. The ability to encourage and counsel others towards spiritual growth. Giving. Joyfully entrusting personal assets or possessions to others for the work of the ministry. Leadership. The ability to coordinate the activities of others for the achievement of a common goal. And finally, empathy. The ability to identify with and comfort those in distress. While those are still up on the screen, I want you to just take a minute to turn to a person or persons beside you and say, looking at that list, I think my primary motivational gift is. Can you do that now? Give you a couple of minutes.
Ten seconds, friends. Ten seconds. It's interesting, if you're struggling to work out what your motivational gift is, and you've got your spouse in the room or a close friend, they'll often know it before you do. They'll often say, this is what you do wherever we go. I think of the illustration sometimes. Imagine if I dropped a glass of water on, on, some, on the floor. You know, Someone rushed in to clean it up. The teacher would talk about, to the person who dropped the glass, me, look, how to not do that next time. The empathetic person would say, oh, gosh, poor you, how embarrassing. Probably give me a hug, you know. The encourager would say, oh, it's just a glass of water, we've got heaps more, carry on, you know. Everyone's reaction to the same situation would be really different depending on your motivational gifts. So passion answers a where question. Where should I serve? And your motivational gift shows you how to serve. And my prayer is that if you're not already involved in a ministry in the church, that over the next couple of weeks, you'll try something out and give it a go. Now, when the service concludes in a minute, I'm going to close in prayer. We're going to push the back three rows in the center section up so we can bring out the food. And we're going to set up the tables. The front here, we've got missions. If you've got an interest in missions, maybe you've not been involved yet, but you've got an interest in praying for, supporting missions. You've got a heart, maybe to go on a short-term mission, go and join that team. We've got Matt over the corner here with um, youth, with young adults, with impact, uh, limitless. Uh, go and join Matt if you're interested in youth, what's taking place there. I've got life groups in this corner. Polly's got a massive list at the back of the church there. Too many to read out from here, but, but she looks after ushers, she looks after greeters. She, we'd love to have a car park ministry. You know, um, she looks after the conveners, the people doing takeover, a big team. Juliet's not here. Sadly, so we haven't got our children's ministry team meeting. So if you're in children's ministry, just join another team. Uh, as you go out the doorway on the left-hand side, it's community ministries. And Akish will be there running that group. So several groups you can go and join. And I believe God steers a moving car. I believe if you get in the area where you've got a passion, just try things out. You know, if you say to a ministry team leader for children's ministry, which is so important, hey, I'm not sure if I could teach. Can I come and help for a while? Can you put me alongside someone for a while? Juliet would love to have that conversation with you. Now, in each group, when we meet with food, we'll put the tables out, we'll set the stations up, we'll grab our food, we'll sit down at the tables to eat and grab our tea and coffee and enjoy that there as well. We'll catch up what's happening in the team. We'll talk about anything we need to change going forward. Uh, we'll explain what takes place in those teams. So if you'd like to volunteer, you want to find out what's taking place. The leaders of those teams can give you some insight. And then finally, I'm hoping there's time in each of those teams where you can look at the church direction. So Pastor Tucker said that under Church Unlimited, we can have a local focus. A local focus being that we want to train people how to reach out relationally and do one-on-one evangelism. We want to train people to be able to mentor people and walk with them from being far from God to being to a place of maturity. We want to train people so that whatever they're doing in the church, they're mentoring up someone to do what they do. So maybe there's a person here today who looks at Shane and goes, Shane, you're an awesome drummer. He is. And in your heart you think, oh, I'd love to learn drums and drum for Jesus. He's the man to go and talk to. He's a man. Go to, go to the worship team and catch up with Shane. Whatever the ministry is, we want to duplicate everyone, every ministry in the church so that 
Not so we can become a great big campus, but so we can start a congregation here and start a congregation there. Congregations where everyone's involved in ministry, where everyone's reaching out to people one-on-one and mentoring people one-on-one. It's so funny, when it comes to writing resources for discipleship, for mentoring, I really enjoy that stuff. When it comes to presenting it nicely so it can be read and digested, I've got no, I've got no skill in that area and very little patience for it. But I've got Bonnie. We've been blessed with Bonnie. And that's the way the body of Christ is. If you do your part and I do my part and we're all serving where God wants us to serve, imagine what Jesus could do for the city through this church. Would you stand, please? I'll just mention, too, the, the outreach team's not meeting, the prayer team's not meeting, our leader's not well, the children's team's not meeting, and the building's team isn't even formed. So there are people that talk about uh, different issues around this building that will make it more relational, better for outreach and for time together. And there's a list of things on the board down there. If you'd like to be involved in the building team, just put your name on the list on the little table by Dave over there. Let's pray for each other. Let's pray for this church going forward. Thank you, God, that you reminded us this morning through different people that we don't need to strive. You want us to rest in the day and enjoy the day and know, God, that you've got us. Thank you, God, that you've reminded us that you're our Father and you love us And you've got the the ability and the will to set us free and to heal us. And even beyond that, to give us lives that are full of purpose and power. So Lord, we think of each other standing this morning, those that are here, those that are part of this mission station who aren't here this morning. And we pray, Lord God, you bless us by giving eyes to see where it is we're meant to serve and how we're meant to serve. Father, would it be that on this campus, on this site, People wouldn't be talking about this leader or that leader. They'd be talking about Jesus and how amazing the team is that serves the Lord Jesus in this space. Father, we ask that through us together collectively, you'd raise up your name in this city and you'd call this church to be just an ambassador of grace and of power and of love and of unity to this region. Father, we're standing here because your spirit's in us, your hand's upon us, And there are great things ahead for us to enjoy if we just serve where and how we're called to serve. But we ask your blessing as we go to lunch now and to our teams. In Jesus' name, amen.